early in the moment, totally devoted. Welcome back to the Goat Pod. We're at episode six. It's pretty great. It's amazing. I'm here with my lovely, gorgeous, beautiful, very talented Miss Amanda Bacall. Thank you so much for joining the show. Of course. I'm, I'm honored to be here. I'm obsessed with you, girl. I'm obsessed with you. It's so good to see you. <laughs> I love seeing you anytime, every time. I'm always happy to see you. What do you think you. of the studio, cuz? I think it's badass. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. We, uh, we just had some people just join the... Uh, um, the uh, studio just to get a look and I think we're gonna have a pretty big um, collaboration coming soon so I'm super excited to yes. uh, to announce that what's going on with you how you been good I swear same old just like working a little bit of everything you know making it happen yeah mm-hmm. and I gotta add something I'm so proud of you I love you cuz I, I really you. am I'm honored to be here and every time I basically push myself to do anything Pierre had my back and was so supportive so of course I have to be here well you know I what I'm saying here. we push each other up in this family we bring up a call stick together a call blind always <laughs> always um so um you know what time it is yes it's time for some chai yes some tea <laughs> hello with our brand new goat media cups cheers Clink. There's nothing in here. (laughs) (laughs) So for like two seconds. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that was for the cameras. Um, so um, as you know, I always like to recap last week's topics. Right? Did you get a chance to watch last week? Of course I did. Oh, thanks, guys. Appreciate it. I'm on it. Um, actually, you know what? I do want to take one little uh, detour. Okay. Do it. After last week, um, I got a little bit of feedback that, um, you know, just some criticism. Just some Chris. I'm not going to call it hate because honestly, I think probably, um, you know, I mean, they're watching. So that's I'll take it. You know, I'll take it. But some people seem to think that these tea times are, I don't know, unnecessary or people don't care or people don't want to hear my relationship advice. I just want to say um, one thing to you guys. Don't watch. <laughs> that's true. If that's you don't like true. it, if you don't care, if you don't think that it's relevant don't watch because I know a lot of people that reach out to me and say, man, that question or that topic or whatever was very, very valid. I've been wanting to address it with ABC or I've been wanting to know how to talk to a girl in the situation or I want to know, hey, what are the rules are to when, you know, you like someone else. And yeah. if you don't like it, just do not watch, please. Yeah. What do you what do you think to say about that? I would say you're being your most authentic self. And if you care that much that you're watching, that's a little strange to me. Hello. <laughs> just saying. You wanna, like, just don't watch. Just that's don't it. watch. Just don't watch. And don't look. I appreciate everybody's support. Yeah. But what I don't need is, um, you know, uh, people trying to tell me what to do with, with what we're doing. Because at the end of the day, the people that are really rocking with me, my day ones, you know who you are. I freaking love you guys. They're going to rock with me and we're going to just keep stacking those people. We're going to yes. keep stacking those people. So let's get back to the, let's get back to the topics. All right. Let's Cause go. they are, they are juicy. Now, how do you want to be approached at a bar? If uh, I'm sorry, at a wedding. I was going to say not at the, no, not, not at, at the a bar. bar. I don't think I've ever seen. <laughs> just being real. You're not going to find me there. Yeah. Don't uh, look for me. There. How, do I, <laughs> how do you want to be approached at a wedding? Um, I would definitely say respectable, but cool. Like, you know how you're friendly and your yeah. friends. I think the best relationships start off as a friendship. You don't need to go strong. You don't need to be like too much. Just chill and let it flow and see. And that's it. Yeah. I was at uh, I was in Mexico this past week and there was this girl 
that uh, I didn't know she was married. I didn't notice her ring, but I went and talked to her. I just had this feeling that she was in love. I said, are you in love? She goes, <laughs> how'd you know? And I was like... <laughs> Where's I, the ring, though? Yeah, what's up? Where was the no, ring? No, no, she had it. I just oh, didn't know. Did? Yeah, yeah. Oh, you I just, just weren't paying attention? It. Yeah, I was just looking at her body language, and she was just kind of like... That's you know, actually just really doing, cute. Just doing one of these, you know? And she's like, whatever. I was like, what's the secret? I was like, literally, what's the Aww. secret? Because you look like you're very content and happy, but also living life. She said, be friends first. And I was like, really? Like, that works? She's like, yeah, it works. So um, I'm going to have to try to remember that. She's uh, right. I think I friendship I don't, I don't know if that always works because I feel like some girls want you to be like aggressive and show interest and whatever. I think do both. So don't misunderstand me. I'm not saying be in the friend zone. I know you've mentioned <laughs> that before. I'm just saying build on a friendship. Be comfortable with the person before you go being too extreme and romantic. Right, right, And right. then throw it in there. Yeah. I think different things work for different girls. I, yeah. I, I spoke to a girl yesterday who said she had been in love one time, only once. You know, she's about 30 years old. And she said the way that it worked for her was... Um, the person showed interest and asked her out immediately. But then I have this girl who says be friends first. So I think yeah. different stuff works for different people. But I like that for you, you like to have somebody trying to approach you and just be friends first, show interest, but not too, too aggressive. Yeah, just right? be both. I yeah. feel like have a perfect balance of both. You don't want to put too much salt in it and yeah. too much pepper. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's got to be a good measurement. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Not <laughs> yeah. too much salt, not too much pepper. Exactly. I like that. As I'm as I'm over the age of 30, I have a little salt and pepper in the beard and in the hair. So <laughs> That's true. I, uh, I'm enjoying getting old. I'm trying to go for that Clooney, that Clooney vibe. You look great. I it's love your you Bacall guys. jeans. I, lo I love you because, hello. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, okay, cool. Um, the other one I wanted to talk to you about from last week... Um, you know what? I forgot it. We'll skip it. We'll just move on to the okay. new topics, okay? Bring it. Before we do that, do you have any questions or anything that you want to ask me? Yeah, I do, really? actually. You excited for this? Put me to the test. Okay. Would you rather give or would you rather receive? 100% give. I love that. That's, that's an easy one. Yeah, that's yeah, that's so that's genuine. That's your heart. You're that, a big... Wait, this next question. You're a big lover, but are you a lover or a fighter? Uh, I think... Because <laughs> I'm both. That's a, that's a good question. I'm definitely, I'm definitely more on the lover side, but I will say this. Um, when you get to that word, once you get to love, right? It takes a while because you can like someone and you can pretend and whatever. Yeah. Once you get to love, I think it's much easier to fight with someone you love because, hey, we don't have time for the fake shit. Yeah. Like, we're getting real and we're getting real right now. Yeah right now because I don't have time to waste. So um, I definitely both, definitely both. And also when you really love someone, in my opinion, you can't really fight with someone that you don't care about. You know, yeah. if you don't, if you don't care about it, you're going to, whatever they say, it doesn't mean anything to you, but you're not going to, if you, if you're fighting with somebody, that means you have some, some level of care about or for them. True. That's I believe opinion. in like, Fighting for what's right and fighting for your love and defending your love and doing everything to nurture it. And that way, I strongly believe in fighting. Yes. And being honest and truthful to your genuine self. I like that. Which is you, to be honest. I like that. Okay, love next you. one. New York or Cali? Oh, that's Cali. That's Ooh. Cali. I rock with Cali. I rock with Cali heavy, though. I ain't gonna lie to you. So, Tupac or Biggie? Ooh, that's a tough one. Yeah. That's a tough one. Real <laughs> quick, going back to the New York Cali thing. Yeah. Jay Bailey, I'm sorry. Love you. Love you, Justin. Love you, Justin. <laughs> but but Biggie or Tupac, man. I'm gonna say Biggie just because I rock with the big boys. Yeah. Oh. But uh, <laughs> and uh, I, uh, I I I've spit a couple bars to uh, uh, some Biggie beats along the years. I don't think I've ever done a Tupac beat. Maybe I need to try that. Yeah, you should. Yeah. And then last question: What's your favorite movie? 
Ooh, that's and a good why? one, cuz. That's a good one, cuz. Um, I want to I want to get your answers to all those questions. But my favorite movie is Hitch. I don't know if you guys oh, have seen that. that. My yeah. favorite movie is Hitch. Rom com. Um, Will Smith, Eva Mendez, yeah. Kevin James. Um, for me, I just relate so much to the movie. The, the movie's about um, uh, Alex Hitchens, who's Will Smith. He kind of helps these guys get in a position to fall in love with women, right? And towards the end of the movie, kind of he gets exposed or whatever <laughs> as, oh, like a setup man, and he's only there to help guys, you know, do what guys do. But in reality, he's really just trying to set people up for a life of everlasting love. And he goes through his own trials and tribulations with his personal relationships. And um, I just love that movie. Me too. Uh, That's uh, a really it, it's good it's one. the ultimate throw it on and, and smile and have a good time. What about you? What's your favorite movie, Kyle? Okay. I, is this bad? I kind of have three. Is a little bit, but yeah, I'll take okay, all three. Okay, first one is Count of Monte Cristo. <laughs> that's a good one. Second but that's just a solid movie. Is like Goodfellas, and last one is Casino. I have an older brother. Man. Yeah, yeah. I love my older brother <laughs> too much. <laughs> I was about to. Say, it was funny because when you Maher. said the first one, Count of Monte Cristo, bro, you gotta watch this movie because it's the baddest <laughs> movie ever. Which it is. I swear, which it I feel is. like I have my brother inside my heart. But it's literally, but it's literally like that. That's like it is a badass movie. That's a great movie, just because. The story and like the yeah. path that that's a true story of like somebody taking the hard path yeah. and making it on top. So I love lo it. love all those movies. Good good good. New York or Cali, and then Big Ear Tupac for you. Okay, I love Cali vibes. How beautiful it is, but I like the New York attitude. Damn, <laughs> I gotta be honest. Mm -hmm. Yeah, both. I think it's mm -hmm. like I don't know. I think it's in our blood. We're very like strong people. Yeah, and I I feel like people of New York are very strong. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And and people of Cali sometimes can be really chill, but yeah. I also love the beauty of Cali, the peacefulness, the sure. laid-backness. Sure, sure. You need to have the combo. Um, what was the other question? Uh, Lover or fighter? Uh, no, Biggie or Tupac? Um, I love Biggie, but Mars, my brother, yeah. so Tupac. <laughs> Tupac. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be Mary in the future. You know that, right? Yeah, well, <laughs> I mean, with Mary, I only listen to pop music. I'm not like my heart just blasting the rap. I was listening to that when I was six years old. Yeah, literally. <laughs> and like watching Blood In and Blood yeah. Out, like 2001. <laughs> not good, but thank God I came out good. <laughs> yeah, it worked out. It worked out. Yeah. All right. Well, um, I have a couple questions. Cool. Okay. So you talked about Maher a little bit. Yeah. Okay. Now, here's my question. I There's a name uh -huh. that uh, is in my family. Okay, mm -hmm. it's my sister-in-law's name, and it's my cousin-in-law's name. Yeah. Okay, and whenever I meet any girl with this name, I just go crazy with the hollering because I know that I will never marry them. That's so messed up. <laughs> because I'm never, I'm literally never, oh I know I will not add this name into our family. I think I, we have like three or four names, even my own sister-in-law. Yeah. Um, like duplicate names. Yeah, but like, you know, that's... that's. But you're not bringing another one of that I'm name. not bringing not another one. So name? no matter what, so no matter <laughs> what... No, if you know, you know. If you know, you yeah. know. But so when I meet a girl with this name, I'll say the craziest things to holler at them, knowing very I'm well... I'm like kind of scared. What do you say? Well, I'll just... I, I Not like, not inappropriate, but just yeah. like I'll swing and take like the craziest shot because I know no matter what, I'm literally never going to marry you. Now, what if she likes you? Uh, Honestly, it's funny because I asked my sister-in-law. Yeah. I asked my sister-in-law if, like, she'd be like, she's like, no, like, no, you should never, you shouldn't, like, I wouldn't care, like, Aww. blah, 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 and that. It's like, I know you wouldn't care, 
But I would care. But I would care. Aww. But I would care. And I, I actually really wouldn't care, but I just, you know. Yeah, to me, I it feel just like you wouldn't. I really wouldn't, but it just eliminates eliminates a certain Actually, you never know. You might have that so, luck where it ends up being someone with a name. <laughs> so, I swear. so my question is, is there a name for you that you wouldn't that you wouldn't date? Like, would you date a guy named Maher or no? Um, no, but I don't know at the same time. But can I tell you something? Sure. I like love Maher so much. So there's only one Maher and it's going to be my brother. Yeah. So uh, no. Yeah. So you would. I don't even look at names. You know, I don't even think about it. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I'm you just, never know. I'm just curious. You never know. Huh? You never it's, know. The na- her name, her, his future wife's name is going to be one of the cousins. Any Maher's out there. Any <laughs> Maher's out there. Yeah. Okay. One actually adding one more is fine. Bring it. Okay. But now we're talking about three or four of the same name. I can't do it. No, three or four. Yeah. Okay. I'm the only Amanda. That's I'm right. So That's right. That's right. For <laughs> now. All you Amandas, <laughs> slide in. Because <laughs> you, you won't be a few more. You won't be Amanda. You won't be Amanda Bacall forever. So you're gonna bring in Amanda. He's <laughs> gonna bring someone. Her name's gonna be Amanda. Oh, it's so funny. For um, your love, I'll sacrifice my name. Thanks, Boo. <laughs> um, all right, and my last question is: um, We are very lucky to be close, and we've talked yeah. about you know relationships and love along the way, and um, throughout the years, you know, there's been you know one or two people that. You know, I've been involved with or you've been involved with where like, you know, sub subsidiarily we've gotten like somewhat close with. So like how is the best way to handle it with somebody that, you know, um, maybe used to date one of your cousins or your brothers or whatever, but like you actually like loved and cared for? Like how does how does that relationship change um, over time? Um, you're saying like as a friendship? Yeah. Like, so your friendship with them, even though like me and them might not be together or like my relationship with somebody you might've talked to. You want me to be truthful, right? Yeah, of course. So I think if you genuinely love someone that someone you were close to dated, um, like your cousin or whoever, I think you should still have love for that person and respect, especially memories and moments. But I think it's more respectful to move on with your cousin. So really? have you ever seen a motorcycle with that little sidecar? <laughs> yeah. That's me. <laughs> okay, so we're moving out. We're moving out. You're we're ready ro- to go. If I'm rolling, you're rolling. Yeah, I show love. I respect everyone. And obviously, it makes you sad sometimes. Of course, but of course. At the end of the day, it's and really we've talked your about, And we've talked about that. You know, we've but, talked about that. But I've always told you, like, yeah. no, 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 like, still be friends like show love like even yeah. hang out with yeah, them if you he's want he's very respectful and loving that's one thing about Pierre you're such a big you don't lover. have to you don't have to tell me but I'm just telling you the truth I'm like. telling everyone <laughs> <laughs> just so you know just in case you don't know Pierre I want to show the sides that I love mm-hmm. and I admire but that doesn't mean I won't put you in check either so. that's what I brought you here is like is yeah. there anything you want to put me in check about please do if there is I'm trying to think. <laughs> um, we get we get in our, in our own arguments. Trust me. I think one thing I will say, I'm going to put you in check about because I have this fault and I think it's just in our bloodline. We have black and white thinking. Yes. And there's always that middle gray part. We can't assume. We can't judge. Like at the same time, I understand you because I'm old school, right. like deep in my heart and my mind. What so. you said is so true and accurate. Yeah. Like we are. Yeah, very like black white. Did you do it or did you not? Yeah. Are you are you doing this or are you doing that? There's no gray area with us. Like yeah. th- that that is very true. And I do need to. I don't even want to say work on it, but be able to like see other people's perspectives when it yeah, comes to that. Yeah, alter your core belief because you never know the things that will come around. Yeah. In life and things you don't expect. So for sure. Yeah. Well, I love you so much. Thank you I for coming you. on the show. Um, we're super excited. Me. Hopefully, we'll be able to bring you back and have you talk a little bit about your businesses. Go ahead yes. and plug your businesses real quick. 
Okay, so I'm in HR, but I pursued real estate after COVID. Mm-hmm. Loved it. Again, shout out to Maher yes. for pursuing, <laughs> for pushing his sister to pursue something. Yep. And then jewelry. I started Sorrel 17 really quick. It's 18 karat gold plated, tarnish rust free, hypoallergenic. Your kids can swim in it. You can go on vacation in it. Affordable for everyone. Crazy cool styles. Great. And that's it. Everybody go check her out, Sorrel 17. Um, and we'll go ahead and make sure we tag her um, in any post that we do. I love, love you so you. much, guys. Thank you so much for joining this show. for being here. Thank you so much. Thank and you. at the end of the day, I guess we'll have to say, hold on real quick. Can I get a? Can I get one of those just so everybody can hear it at least one time? Appreciate it. <laughs> I really, really do. I really, I really do. You. Thank you so much for listening and love showing you. up. Let's get back to it, baby. Goat pod. We'll live. All right, Bennett just got here. Bennett is my day one. Since I'm 13 years old, my best friend, but my light-skinned best friend, my very, very light-skinned best friend. Where is he at? Go media, baby. You ready to sit down? Let's do it. Let's get real. All right. Early in the morning, totally devoted, here with my boy, my brother since I'm 13 years old, 8th grade, 7th grade, Maltby Middle School. My man, Big Bennett Knox Esty. What up, brother? <laughs> What's going on? Thank you for coming through. And we'll never miss the Goat Media incredible. Studios. It's an honor. It's the manifestation right here. It is indeed. You know, we we talked about doing something like this our whole lives, and I think that's really the origin of this whole company. Is you know, we just got to do it, man. Mm-hmm. We just got to do it. So go big or go home. Man. That's right, Johnny Tsunami. Hey, Puno. <laughs> <laughs> that's right dude well uh for all you urchins out there you can stop watching but if you know the reference keep going (laughs) yes sir so um me and bennett we've known each other for almost 20 years now Mm -hmm. been a long time oh yeah do you what is your recollection of how we met malpy middle school Mm -hmm. 2003 the year of our lord jesus christ (laughs) (laughs) um yeah, basically in gym class, Hoopin, Pierre had just moved from Hazlitt. That's right. That's and, right. And uh, you guys moved over. Um, and uh, yeah, just Hoopin, me, you, Pat McNulty, yep. Matt Stewart. The boys. And we just started, you know, Hoopin. You were in that dodgeball, that dodgeball Tolman situation. Mr. Tolman, Mr. Carroll. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, yeah. So we, all right, we had this wall at our middle school where they had like all like the records. Like if you had like the 100 meter. Uh, uh, race or if you had a record at the school like the school records mm-hmm. okay and we we talked our teacher into literally putting us on the wall just for having the greatest dodgeball team class of all time it was incredible there was one move where they would it's a classic move if you know if you're in gym class where one guy throws the ball up and you get one of these nerds looking straight up for it <laughs> right in the face punished <laughs> good times um but yeah man i i vividly remember us in algebra class um which was in eighth grade algebra was like advanced mm-hmm. and uh we would just clown in there and uh bennett was like real popular in high school or high, middle school high school um the homecoming queen king king my bad sorry <laughs> i'm thinking about the homecoming queen you know who you are you're still beautiful um <laughs> Sorry, sorry. You're gonna you're gonna bleep this part out. <laughs> you're so hot. All right. Anyways, back to the uh, whoa. Back to the uh, back to the pod. So, yep. um, let's talk about uh, uh, 
basically us getting close. Like when when did you know that we were gonna be like boys for a long time? Like um really in eighth grade, I think that's when we really started becoming boys. Um you know, Mrs. Bacall, she really wasn't uh, down with you leaving unless it was going to one of your cousin's houses. Right, so right. We always had to come to the Bacall household, but it was the best house uh, on Ryan Ryan Road, um, School Lake. I mean, those were the days. And uh, yeah, man, it was just right out of the right out of the gate. All your cousins would come over, and I was kind of the the honorary Chaldean. Right, and, uh, <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> and that's kind of. Gone for the last 20 years. I mean, it started in 03. Here we are in 20 or 2020. It, re- it really is crazy. Fun fact about Bennett, the guy's in shape and he's always been in shape. But my mom would literally keep an extra box of Lucky Charms <laughs> just, just for Bennett. Oh, it's just man. like, here's our family supply of Lucky Charms. And then just like one box for Bennett. Because I grew I grew up in a house where my mom, you know, mind you, was good. I'm a, I'm a healthy person. You are. No complaints. Shout healthy. out to my mom for keeping me healthy. Yeah. And look at but, me. But Thanks, it, mom. <laughs> For the record, both of my brothers are twigs and so is my sister, but go ahead. Um, all I had was Cheerios, but uh, at my house, when I go to the Bacalls, Mrs. Bacall would have the Lucky Charms ready to roll. As soon as I got there, I'd do my hellos. I'd go right to the kitchen in the basement, pour me a bowl, and within about a couple hours, that thing would be gone. Eastern Standard Time. Eastern Standard Time. Tell oh, what. man. Good, good stuff, man. So... Um, uh, through high school uh, and just getting, you know, getting to know us, like, how was it being a white guy, but totally entrenched whenever you're around us, being around all Chaldeans, which keep in mind, in Brighton, just so you guys know, there aren't any. There was just one, Alvin Jabori. Alvin Jabori. Yeah, and his family. And other than that, there were literally no Chaldeans in our whole school. Shout out to old US 23 party store. Hey, still banging <laughs> them out. And well, I mean, they weren't living there, but Brent Jamil. Yes. Brent Jamil holding it down at the uh, and then, uh, at the BP. And then on my side of town, there was the party store Boomers with Vino. Yeah, yeah. He's Vino's a, the man. He's a Caldo from uh, Farmington Hills. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, more, more recently on uh, Spencer Road, my boy Chris Camel. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Across from the uh, across from the mobile. No kidding. Okay. Yeah. So we're Great in location. The, we're, we're around. We're around there. Now. But back then, going to school there, there was not. So, how was it like learning about Chaldeans? Like, what did you think? What did you know about us? And then, uh, you know, what? Did, like, what were your assumptions? Um, there was always a lot of laughs. Like, again, you know, Pierre obviously was his own guy, and um, didn't seem the culture didn't seem too different at school. But as soon as I would go to their house, I could just tell like I was in a different element. Um, just the, <laughs> the verbiage, the facial expressions, <laughs> I swear to God in my life, this guy, <laughs> B, you don't understand this guy on my life. Is I used to beast. talk like that, I swear. <laughs> um, I'm still and saying, then the, your cousin, uh, Brandon, like I had brought my lacrosse stuff over one time because you were going to try out. <laughs> And Brandon had no idea what lacrosse was. He looked at the stick. He's like, is this croquet? And he was dead serious. I'm like, dude, no. This croquet. Cro- croquet is oh, a, my goodness. Croquet dude. is a stick with a little uh, thing on it. <laughs> but, yeah. um, so a little, a little uh, a backstory about Chuck Esty. So uh, my junior, was it my junior year? I think in my junior year I played JV or whatever it was. Sophomore year. No, no, sophomore year. Yep. Sophomore year, I wanted to try lacrosse. I had never picked up a stick before in my life. Mm-hmm. Bennett's dad ran the program at Brighton, and he kind of like 
helped me get on the JV team. Yeah. Well, I mean, you were an athlete. I was. I could hold my own, but like I wasn't a lacrosse player. But I loved it. I I learned I learned a few things. But I was more of a Darren McCarty enforcer. But um, hilarious. But great sport. But yeah, man. How how's Dad doing? He's doing great. He's doing great. He's still uh, he's still working. He doesn't want to stop. He had retired for a little bit, but. His joke is, I'm not a golfer. No. You know, I'd rather be being personable <laughs> in the business world than relaxing. So yeah, that's. I mean, he's a he's a extremely successful guy, and what I know about successful guys is they like to do what they're good at, and a lot of times it's making connections and making money. So Absolutely. I don't blame him. I really don't. <laughs> I really it don't. It is indeed. It is indeed. Uh, so um, uh, now, as you know, we we respect everybody and everybody's ethnicity, but as proud Catholics. You know what I'm saying? We always bonded over that. 100%. Um, you know, whatever life holds for, for, for the future, for everybody, you know, whatever. You, you Sometimes you, you know, you have families and you make decisions. But before every game. The Our Father <laughs> and the Hail Mary full of grace. Hail Mary full of grace. Yep. And then and with the, one of these. One, two, three, four. And then dap it up. Ah, and then we go kill it out in the field. Yep. Though. Yeah. So we kinda, play. Kind of like. Um, Mighty Ducks 2, the Bash yeah. Brothers. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> literally, literally the Bash Brothers. <laughs> and we would just bond, <laughs> we would just bond over, over that. But then we'd go out there and, and get after it. So. Mm -hmm. um, we were supposed to go to college together. Mm -hmm. we, we talked about going to Michigan State and or dating together. Mm -hmm. And you were kind of not making a decision. I, the way that I remember it is you were kind of like not making a decision. And I was at the point where I was like, all right, well, I, I want to – you know, whatever. I want to go to state. This is my route. Yeah. And then you had chose to go to Dayton. Mm -hmm. It at the time I was salty, but it ended up being the best thing for both of us. Tell yeah. us, talk to us about your experience at University of Dayton. Uh, it was it was an amazing experience. Um, yeah, kind of going back to that, I was being recruited for football. Um, had some interest from schools like Eastern Michigan and Bowling Green. Probably would have been more of a preferred walk on. I had a lot of interest from some D3 schools, um, but I really didn't. If I was going to play football, I wanted to, like, live the, D, the D1 lifestyle. The as, D1 as lifestyle. As that sounds. <laughs> um, so I was like, if I don't play Division One, then I'm, you know, probably going to try to go to um, Western or Michigan State. I was on with my, my 3.0 and my 24 on the ACT. I was on the waiting list. <laughs> you got 24 on the ACT? Yeah. That's really yeah. good. Well, I, I just I was never a math guy. I always did good in the uh, the, the reading. I think I got like a twenty two on it. Social studies. So. Um, I mean, what'd you get on the ACTG? Um, honestly, I don't remember. <laughs> it wasn't important. <laughs> schools, schools for well, losers. No, but definitely. So yeah, I mean, um, but on the same token, Dayton had shown a ton of interest. It was a unique school, Division One FCS, um, and. The teams they played were kind of spread across the country, so there was going to be flights to games. I had read about it. They had a winning record. Our time at Dayton um, – or not, excuse me, our time at Brighton, we did not have a lot of success in football or basketball. Uh, lacrosse we did. <laughs> As a team. Shout yeah. out to Tyler Starch. Yeah, what up, Tyler? <laughs> Tyler follows us, actually. Tyler, appreciate the follow, bro. Miss you, bro. I hope yep. everything's good. Um, but, yeah, so then I, I went to Dayton, just kind of went on a whim, and – was an absolutely <clears throat> amazing time. I mean, all college is fun. Like if you're if you go to college and you meet the right people, you're gonna have a great time. I was fortunate to meet some amazing people. And then the Dayton atmosphere is really unique. There's about uh 10, 11,000 people that go there. And 
everyone that's a sophomore or above lives in one of two neighborhoods. Um, so there's the what they call the ghetto, which is like the main neighborhood, and it's like 500 houses, 95%. Why do they call it the ghetto? It's just a nickname, you know. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. yeah, there's no real because they're all nice houses. Yeah, <laughs> but the most of them are owned by the school, and uh, there's some that you know, longtime landlords. Um, and then there's this other neighborhood that they call it the dark side. It's on the other side of campus. It's only maybe two or three streets, maybe a hundred or so homes. Um, still nice, but everything really goes down in what they call the ghetto. And uh, it was fun. I mean, the the police officers were different than you know <laughs> yeah. Western or Michigan State. I mean, if you got caught drinking there, you might get the MIP. At Dayton, as long as you weren't embarrassing yourself or you know, drinking in the street, you were cool. So it kind of had a relaxing vibe. Yeah. I remember one time we had gone and they did this thing. I don't know what, what you call it, where everyone would wear jerseys. It was, it was, sick. well, that was just the, that, that was Saturdays. That was just sa- every yeah, Saturday. Every Saturday, you throw your jersey on. <laughs> everyone just random jerseys. Guys and, and girls. Yeah. And, random jerseys. And one time we, uh, we're, they're playing some type of flip cup, some type of something. And they were, it was getting rowdy. And then a police rolls by, everyone kind of calms down just a little bit. And then, and they just start partying with us oh such a such a laid-back vibe and i was fortunate to meet some great people obviously excuse me you know all them um again nothing against going to other schools um you know with your high school friends but you know not a lot of people probably branch out as much right you're going just with your high school friends so the guys i met um Ended up being real lifelong. Exactly. You know, totally different cultures. Um, And it's crazy that like you end up, you're you're in high school with people like every day for four years. And a lot of those people you've known since you were like Mm -hmm. eight, you know, seven, whatever, whatever it is since elementary. Pat McNulty, the Salones, Nick Hoffman, Matt Walker. Yeah. And and Michael Wiley, if you're out there. And some of those those, those guys since I was in second grade. It's insane. And like some of them you stay close with and the other ones you're still cool, but you just drift apart. But then your college boys, especially your teammates, Mm -hmm. those are like your dog dogs. You talk to them every day. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we have a little mini, you know, group text, me, you and uh, Bryce Burton and Thomas Rice. Shout out to the bonus room. The bonus room. What up, boys? (laughs) What up, boys? So, yeah, well, I want to get into the. (laughs) I want to get in. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, but going back to Dayton, um, is able to meet people from not necessarily all over the country, but different cultures. So I had friends, you know, from a lot of farm country in Ohio. You know what I mean? I had people from Pittsburgh. Obviously, you know, we'll get to that. We live there, but Pittsburgh is a very unique community in the Mm -hmm. United States. I had friends from the city and like, like a real city lifestyle, not like a, like a dangerous, like what you might think in Detroit or something like that, but true neighborhoods, cultural differences, you know, and, uh, it was very uh, eye-opening, and it was a lot of, you know, it was awesome to visit those different places. And like I said, it was, you know, really cool. Um, I had an influence on my sister. She followed me to Dayton. Mm-hmm. Catherine and I, shout out to Catherine. Shout out, Kat. Um, we're very close now. We weren't the closest in high school, um, and I think she took a chance by coming to Dayton. I think she just like, if my brother's loving it this much, maybe I'll try it too. And, you know, she said it was the best decision of her life. Nolan McDulty, um, you know, kind of like a little brother to me. He followed me there. He says it was the best decision. Zach Wisniewski, Kelsey Wisniewski followed him. Um, so nah, Nathan, Dayton's Nathan, a great place. Bro. Yeah, it was, it was a good place. It is. It's, it's, it's a great place. And shout out to Catherine. A little back. Uh, uh, um, <laughs> Catherine, uh, I don't know if you've heard the story. Maybe you have. We were in high school and I came over to your house and I saw like 
a Jennifer, what was it, Jennifer Lopez, some type of DVD, Jessica Simpson, Jessica Lopez, whatever. I'm like, my man, who's is this? You're like, fam, that's Catherine. <laughs> <laughs> and I was, I was like, man, I was like, I'm into this though too, man. What's up? <laughs> but you're like, no, you weren't claiming it. Um, but anywho, uh, so you mentioned earlier, mm-hmm. we would go on to live together twice yeah. after that experience, the dating mm-hmm. experience. So yep. I didn't get to miss out on living with you too much, yeah. but we'll backtrack a little bit. Now, we, we're good kids, yeah, but we happened to be around a lot of troublemakers growing up. A lot of troublemakers. <laughs> we a lot, a of, lot trouble of troublemakers. <laughs> can, we, can we get into some, some stories from, from, from the high school days? Can we talk about the party? You know the party I'm talking about? The, the TT party. Yes. All right. Yes. So, uh, so, so talk, to, first of all, talk about how we just had just gotten there and what, what the situation was. So for those of you at home who know Pierre, he does not like to be coached while he's driving. <laughs> <laughs> no backseat driving whatsoever. And so, and sometimes I'd have to tell him like, well, you know, and he'd be like, B, have I ever gotten an accident? <laughs> Shut up. I'd be like, all right. So we had just pulled up, and there was a car maybe like 20 yards in front of us. And Pierre had basically like taken his foot off the gas, and we were just kind of, I don't know, what the, what's the Idle. word? Idling. And Pierre's talking to me, and I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm looking at the car, and I'm looking at him, and I'm like, should I say something? <laughs> looking at the car, looking at him, and we're getting closer and closer. And Pierre's like, what are you <laughs> like? And we hit the car. He's like, <laughs> All I see is better the whole time. Like, look at it. Just get worried. <laughs> like, bro, what are you looking at? Boom! And we smashed right into the car. Thankfully, no scratches. Thankfully, no scratches. No, thankfully, no scratches. Well, we were able to put it in park. Um, <laughs> then we walk into this treacherous party. Absolute treacherous party. A lot was going on. A lot of mischief. Yeah, a lot of mischief. Uh, people were... Uh, indulging uh, in the <laughs> in the house yeah and uh, a lot of different a lot of different stuff um let's just let's just say there were uh cigarettes ashed on a, on a sofa couch a lot of a lot of uh ash on the sofa couch or lifting it up <laughs> like this put it under a little bit of destruction <laughs> Again, me and you were always the spectators. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm, we're watching. We're not partaking right, in any of this no. garbage. Yeah, just laughing laughing our asses off. Yeah. And uh, Funny. the cops come. Yeah. Yep. And uh, everyone runs into the storage room. There's got to be like 30 people in the storage room. And everyone's just kind of chilling. And everyone, you know, some people are nervous. Some people are tripping out. And <laughs> haven't seen you in like... 15 years. Yeah, I hope you're doing good, Josh. Hope you're doing good, Josh. Shout out to Just lights one up. And he's like... <laughs> and he's like, if we're going down, we're going down. He's like, I'm smoking. And uh, so the girl whose party it was starts freaking out. Like, you know, they're going to... The cops are going to come. You know, they're going to come inside. You're going to be doing this. Why are you doing this? And he's like, I'm not stopping. You yeah. know, like, I'm going to enjoy myself. And uh, a couple other people, I forget, but they continued. And thankfully, because no one was outside after an hour, the cops had ended up driving off and, you know, we were able to get out of there. But yeah, there's there's some other aspects to that party. I don't know if it's (laughs) street legal. I don't know if it's street legal. (laughs) Oh, man, man. there could still be some warrants out. Yeah, there might be. There might be. Um, That's hilarious. Now. We had we had some funny times at Dayton. Maybe we'll get back to that. Okay. But uh, after uh, Dayton, 
uh, mm-hmm. we both talked about what we wanted to do with our life. Yeah. And you were moving to Pittsburgh. Yep. Um, to join what PLS PLS Logistics. Logistics. And for me, I was looking for a, a change of scenery. Mm-hmm. Um, so I decided I would come with you. Yeah. Now, do you remember how we made that decision on a whim? I mean, kind of. We were, were in my know? kitchen, oh, and right. um, I was like, the apartment I got um, is pretty big. For the price, it it, it was awesome for the price like how big that place was oh for yeah fourteen hundred dollars um i was like dude if you if you want to live with me i mean if you're your fam is cool with it um come and you were like i'm coming and i'm like well th- you might want some time to think about it he's like no I'm, I'm gonna take that offer right now and i'm gonna move in and that was that we were just in my living room you didn't even hesitate you're like I'm i was ready man i was ready i was ready for uh, a new a new city and a new situation a new um a new experience and um you know i I did a little bit of research on Pittsburgh in general, but I didn't know too much. Um, but ended up being, you know, one of the one of the best, you know, year or two, mm-hmm. you know, of my life. It was really really fun just getting to know um, the city and those people, and we had we had a good time. We had a great time. Pittsburgh is such an amazing city. What I always tell people, it's like there's really no reason. Um, that one would want to visit Pittsburgh other than maybe going to a sporting event. And I don't mean that disrespectfully, but it's like it's kind of in the middle of nowhere to a certain extent. Um, no one really knows about it other than, you know, the sports teams. Like if you go to Philadelphia or New York City, it's just so right. massive. There's so much stuff to do. Yeah, there's more history behind it. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, like who's going to who's going to go to Pittsburgh? If you're from Michigan, if you want to go to a big city, you just go to Chicago. <laughs> Most people with. in Michigan don't understand how far or how, how Close Pittsburgh really four is. Hours. Yep, literally just four hours, and you're like, really? Like yeah. Pittsburgh four hours? Well, it's West PA. It's, it's essentially Ohio almost. Mm-hmm. It's like right there. Just just go across the the Erie Erie Lake Erie. Yeah, you and at, I mean? as soon as you get there, you realize it's a be- like West PA is beautiful. Mm-hmm. All the trees, the hills, um, the city is a nice, safe, clean city. Um, great, just blue collar people. Um, the living expenses, like, it's not very expensive yeah, at all. Like, yeah. everything cost is relatively living, cheap. Well, yeah, cost yeah. of living, that's what I'm looking for. Um, very cheap, and uh, we just had a blast. Thankfully, my um, my office happened to be in the neighborhood called the South Side. It's, that was just the name of the neighborhood. And uh, as a young kid, um, right out of college, you know, that's the place you want to live. It had, from 10th Street to 24th, there was something like 50 bars or something like that. Yeah, something insane. And... Uh, yeah, it was just a lot of fun. We had such a sick house. Um, you know, we were welcome guests. We had people stay over a lot. Do you uh, remember? Do you remember a Harold? Yes. <laughs> so <And> Harold. So t- <laughs> so we move into this place, and like the guy who rents it to us is this old guy, like kind of like uh, like you know, like you could tell he's had a little bit of success because he, he owns the, 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 the love yeah. apartment. Yep. But he's not like really on top of his stuff. So yeah. he call he calls his son. Who was like, was like this, like maybe like mid thirties pothead, like didn't know, <laughs> totally, dude. like did, like oh, what's up, guys? Like oh yeah, here's your key, and like like just like totally out of it, and we're like, bro, wait, what are we getting ourselves no, into? No one, yeah, no wonder. And your mom, I think your mom, if I remember, she tried to ask him to to paint, and like we knew that would ne- like we yeah. met him one time, and we knew like oh, that's never. He happened. never came back. Yeah. yeah, as long as we paid the bill, he never came back. Literally, <laughs> for sure. So um, now I, you let me know if you have any funny stories about Pittsburgh that you want to share. But the most iconic is Homegirl Corner. 
Homegirl Corner. Yeah, indeed. <laughs> what you want to tell the people about Homegirl Corner? Um, <laughs> absolutely. So it was in Oakland, which is the neighborhood that Pitt is in. Yep, and, University uh, of Pittsburgh, as well as like Carnegie Mellon. And it may have been a, a, what my buddies call like a, a Bennett, you had to be there story because I have a lot of those. No, but, I, it's it's funny. And uh, basically, we were just driving through. We were, I think we were going to get something to eat. And we were, but we just, the music wasn't on and we just weren't yeah, really talking. It was like, not one, bad vibes. It was no, just, it was just, we were just cruising. One of those mornings where we're just not yeah. like, I'm not, whatever, bro. Yeah. Like, what's up? You want to get food? Okay. And we're just driving to get food. And uh, we look and there's these two, there's this guy and this girl. <laughs> they're just talking. And we're both looking like, okay, there's a little something going on here. And Pierre's like, he's hollering at homegirl, you know? <laughs> And I just thought that was the funniest phrase of all time. So homegirl corner. Be, be good, look, because the guy, the guy was like, you could tell, like, I don't know he the body, the body language. Like, he wasn't like totally in. Like, he wasn't like, this is my boyfriend. Like, that wasn't the like he wants to be the boyfriend. Yeah. And he was like, whatever. He was talking to her. They're on the corner of the street. And it's like, hey, he's hollering at he's home. Hollering at yeah, home, he's girl. trying to, he's trying to make him, <laughs> make her his. Hundred <laughs> percent. That was great, man. Love Pittsburgh. Um. Shout out to Prannels. West Mifflin. Yeah, DQ. West, yeah, Prannels, Prannels Bakery. That that burn almond tort was crack. That's where I, I worked. And I worked as a I worked as a, a whatever in this bakery. And I also worked as a babysitter for this amazing family. And uh uh loved it. Loved it. And then shout out to what was the breakfast spot? Pam's. Pam's, Pam's Diner. The greatest pancake in the history of pancakes. That chunky monkey, man. That it's great. rumored that when Jesus broke bread, <laughs> he broke bread at Pam's. That's how good it is. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we ended up coming back and, and living together at Royal Oak, but yep. um, let's dive into some more controversial topics, okay? Okay. All right. Is LeBron the greatest player to ever pick up a basketball? <laughs> yes no. or no? <laughs> oh. Wait, G, who do you think is the best? She has an opinion. I mean... Well, I mean, I think now it's like Steph Curry, but yeah, okay. she's part of that Steph generation, yeah. which is hard. It's hard to say that he's not one of the greatest. He is, but you don't, you don't, you don't got LeBron. I don't think LeBron's the greatest. Who's the greatest? I mean, like you I, think Steph is the greatest ever? From 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 my era, like I've never, I didn't watch like Michael Jordan play, mm -hmm. but like from what I've seen, Steph Curry is the greatest. Okay, I would have to. Politely disagree. <laughs> <laughs> I just think, yeah, LeBron, um, and I get a lot of heat for it. You know, there's a lot of our friend crew that's, you know. Um, like, Mine too. Yeah, Mine too. Shout out to Ben Anti Welsh. Anti-LeBron Anti guys. Anti-LeBron people. Um, but I'm a, I'm a huge supporter. Perhaps not so much the political stuff sometimes. I wish he would kind of keep his mouth shut. <laughs> but uh, his just – what he can do with the basketball and the way he's dominated the game for so long. Like it's, it's one thing to get to the top, but to maintain it, mm -hmm. it's incredible. And, and his ability to repeat day after day, like you have to, whether you like him or not, you have to respect like how serious this guy must take his craft, like to be healthy for basically 20 years, like, you know, obviously this injury is a little something, yeah. something, but to do it, and with all the criticism and hate that he takes, perhaps it does bother him, but he brushes it off publicly like it's nothing. Like, it, that, that oh, yeah. can't be easy. Take the, it, the, the like, thing, go ahead, sorry. Oh, yeah, I just, I just have a, a tremendous amount of respect for the way he can just brush it off and then do it every day. Like, um, there's a, uh, on J.J. Reddick's podcast, it, a couple days ago, 
whenever he has people on, he always asks them about LeBron. Like, and uh, Al Horford was telling a story, and basically um, in Game Seven of the 2018 um, Eastern Conference Finals, like Al Horford was like, I was in the best shape ever. Um, the other guys were rookies. Like we were so, we were in such good shape. And um, it was the like last four minutes of the game. We had just come out of a timeout. And he's like, we were exhausted. Like we were, we were like just absolutely gassed. And we look over and LeBron is just with his arms crossed, just like with his legs crossed, just sitting on the scores table, like unfazed, you know, yeah. like, and again, just his dominance. So just stuff like that. That's why I think he's awesome. No, totally. I, I'm, I'm, uh, I don't think he's the greatest ever, but he is a goat. He is the greatest of his time, for the, sure. The greatest of his time. Like yeah. Steph Curry is the, is greatest. the greatest of his time. Yeah, the, the, their eras intertwine. But the thing about LeBron, and obviously you're right, some of the extracurriculars, you know, I could live without. Yeah, big time. Uh, um, but uh, when you, if you were a, if you were born in 2001, and uh, I'm sorry, yeah, 2001, 2001. <laughs> That means that means from the time so 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 from the time that you were ten years old to the time you were twenty years old, LeBron was in the finals every single year. That's insanity. He was in the final for for ten years. I think That's nine good. years. I think nine years. But like, I mean, but how many did he win? Ooh, geez, chirp right now. Look, the one thing that I think is like the dumbest, dumbest argument that people make is you lost in the finals. That is like so freaking stupid. How? Be, I'll tell you why. Because that guy is playing the same more games than anyone uh, in the whole league, and, and more make, minutes, and, and more minutes, and 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 making it to the finals is a monster, 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 monster accomplishment. Winning it, of course, obviously, is the goal. Obviously, that's that's the end goal. But when you make it to the finals, you're playing an extra month and a half of basketball than anybody else. So you do that for 10 years, he played like three seasons. You know, he literally played three extra seasons. Are you his attorney? I I just, I don't think he's the greatest ever. I think Michael is the greatest ever for a couple different reasons. What? Me, I thought you and I were always on the same page that LeBron's the best ever. Are you, is Price Burton having that much of an impact on you? <laughs> is Zach Nichols having that much of an love, impact on you? Love both of those guys, but no. And and I think for myself, I don't I don't give a fuck what either of them think or say. The the reason why he's the reason why MJ's the man over LeBron is very, very, very simple. Okay. Fourth quarter free throws. And <clears throat> And just leadership. Now, LeBron's an amazing leader. He knows how to get his guys engaged. He knows how to get them involved in the game. Mm -hmm. Okay? But my type of leadership is more accountability than it is friendship. Right? Mm -hmm. So my type, the the type of leader that I want to be is not like the pat on your back, it's okay all the time type of guy. Right? Not that that's LeBron, but that's just what I see. I want a guy that's saying... Bro, what is your job? Did you do it? If you don't, I'm going to bust your ass till you do, and I'm going to make sure you don't hear it. Now, I, for me, I thought that Michael had done that. He'd also won a, a national championship in college, okay? Yeah. So he's, he's, he hasn't accomplished more, but to me, he's the greatest player. 
So okay. there's no Kobe's in this room. I know there's only three of us. There's you know there's there's other people that you could choose. For me, it's Michael. But I I think that anyone that thinks you can you can say the words LeBron James and he's not number two minimum, you're you're out of your mind. Right. Personally. Um, okay. Now uh, we have both had the opportunity to see Tom Brady. Yep. Play live. That's like, our dog. That is. Yep. And obviously we know he's the GOAT, but who do you think is the best NFL quarterback right now? The best? I guess you have to give it to Mahomes um, with what he's done, his diversity in the game. If not, if not Pat Mahomes, who, who, who would you take? Because it's hard to argue against Pat. He's, he's a Super Bowl champion, two rings, you know. But other than Pat. So I would have to say Josh Allen. Um, I'll try to, if I'm talking too much, stop me. But Colin Cowherd a couple years ago made this amazing point. He's like, quarterbacks were all the same until the 80s when arm strength of Dan Marino, John Elway, and Brett Favre came out. Arm strength like never before. Like they absolutely changed the game. Like if you don't have an arm like that, you're not playing. And then you fast forward to 2000 and Brady and Peyton Manning come in and they changed the game where – if you don't like if you don't prepare properly like they're going to pick you apart because yeah. they're reading the defense as soon as they come they know where they're going they know your plays like right. they totally changed the game and yeah, then, the X's, more X's and O's and then now it's kind of like a combination i thought that was a very interesting point that he made and guys like Josh Allen and Mahomes they have the physical capacity and they have the mental knowledge to just dominate so and obviously he has the size too yeah so I just think if and, I had to choose, and, I would take Josh Allen. Yeah, Allen's not a bad pick. I think I think there's a couple guys I'd have ahead. Yeah. Um, but uh, for me, I'm taking Joe Burrow for sure. Um, I'm also he would have been my next. Yeah, yeah. Actually, you know what? Maybe I'll switch. You'll switch to Burrow. Yeah. Uh, I probably he's the man, dude. He's the dog. <laughs> Joe he's cool. the dog. He is the new Brady. Like people, people are are all on the Joe Burrow. But I mean, think right about now. Burrow's size, though. Yeah, he kind of speaks to that. He, he's that preface, you know. Yeah, he he's big. He can run. Mm-hmm. You know, he's you're right. I mean, he, he has the athleticism where like he gets a lot of first downs. Same thing with Trevor Lawrence. The guy's a big guy, mm-hmm. hard to take down. Yep. Reminds me of like, and it's funny because that's kind of like the Andrew Luck prototype. Was like the, yeah. the bigger guy with yep. wheels, you know. Yeah, and that with could the do it. with the mind. Too. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, that's a given. The, the arm, the mind, and the wheels. You mm-hmm. know, so that's dope. That's dope. Okay, so. um Talk to me about how you graduate from college, okay? You get your, uh, I'm sorry, not college. You're done with PLS Logistics. Mm -hmm. You end up coming back to Detroit and working at Quicken Loans. And then now you're immersed in a ton of ethnic people, right? And especially more Chaldeans, right? Oh, yeah. So talk to me how that transition was going from essentially not knowing any, just us, to like, all right, here's everybody else. So, yeah, no, and it's funny um, I don't know what it is. I guess I just I gravitate towards the Middle Eastern culture <laughs> because uh, I'm surprised you don't. If, honestly, if your wife wasn't your next door neighbor, you probably would have married a Chaldean. I'll be real with you. Probably. Um, <laughs> and like, well, not just Chaldeans, but um, on my my first team at Rocket, there was like five or six guys uh, from East Dearborn. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was just cool with them and I remained kind of cool with them. And when um, when I started working at Rocket, you, Thomas, and I lived in Royal Oak for a year, and I ended up getting an apartment in Detroit. And at the time, I had been getting my haircut in a place like in Birmingham, and I didn't want to drive 
the half hour up there. I was like, where's something I can go in like 15 minutes? And they're like, they're like, go where we go. Um, I'm like, okay. And I had never been to East Dearborn. I knew about Dearborn, but like I never played Dearborn in sports. I never knew anything. I never went there. So yeah. Going there was an eye-opening experience. The only, the only thing we knew about Dearborn was that the Salones, uh, uh, like their authentic Italian grandparents, lived in Dearborn for a long time. Correct. But that was like a that particular neighborhood was wasn't it kind of like wasn't it kind of like an Italian neighborhood or not? No, it was more Middle Eastern. Oh, okay. Um, but like we, we we would go there for the food, and then yeah. we would cruise Michigan Avenue to Detroit, and that was really it. You right. Know? Right. So I go there, and they drop me off, uh, or they tell me where to go, and I go to this this barbershop called Creative Image in East Dearborn. Warren and Schaefer, the heart of it. And I walk in, and you could have heard a pin drop. I was the only white guy in there. They're like, where? The only Caucasian persuasion. Yeah, no one spoke English but the barber that I went to. Now, Ahmed Sahar, six and a half years later. Wow. I'm still going to him. No way. Yeah, yeah. No way. You still have the same barber? I swear. Wow. Better Shabbat. Oh, 100%. (laughs) No, I... uh, Literally, yeah. So, um, so at work, um, a lot of the people they call me the honorary arrow. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. You probably see you probably see white guys walk in there and like, bro, who's this? Who's this guy? Yeah, and it's um, <laughs> it's just so funny. Um, yeah, everyone just it, it's just a, a funny inside joke. But uh, but yeah, no, all the Chaldeans at Rocket, you know, I would if we'd be talking and I could figure they were Chaldean, I would say, do you know the Bacals? And every, every time. single time, everyone's like, are you are you fucking kidding me everyone knows the book calls and then i would drop pierre's name and any chaldean person i've met at rocket with the exception of one and this guy is 45 and he's from the east side he, while he knows the book call name he just didn't know you because he's 45 you know um but every single one knew pierre very well um there's a liquor store down the street from where i live um and it's owned by the jamil family and Vinny jamil i was talking to him one time and um he was like, where'd you grow up, Brighton? He's like, okay. Um, he's like, were there any Chaldeans out there? Like, cause he's kind of joking. And I was like, uh, Pierre Bacall. I was, I was like, I don't know if you know him. He's like, come on, bro. That's Mr. Celebrity. Everybody knows Pierre I Bacall. Say, uh, I wouldn't say that. <laughs> Those were his exact yeah, words, Mr. Celebrity. I wouldn't say that, but then he's, then he's the boy. Uh, so man. yeah, no, it was, I just kind of fit right in. Any funny, any funny stories about anything or any like uh, character traits about it that, that you think is hilarious? Um, like in, in terms of what? Uh, in terms of the way that maybe they talk or they act as, in comparison to everybody uh, else? Or no? um, so this is kind of funny. Uh, this was like something my director actually said. And because um, she grew up in uh, East Sterling Heights, Cal- the Chaldean part of the East Side uh, spot. Yeah, the East Side spot. Um, and one time there's two kids on my team that are Chaldean. Well, what's, um, Brian is not a kid. He's 45. But uh this other guy's 27. They were talking about, you know, um, growing up in, you know, Sterling. And my <laughs> my director, Kelly, she's like, yeah, I remember growing up. I was on an all-Chaldean street. She's like, we were the only family that didn't have a kitchen in our garage. <laughs> the garage kitchen. <laughs> the garage kitchen. Oh or the goodness. basement kitchen. And I they was have, like. They have to have a garage kitchen, guys, because it's going to stink up the house, some of the food. <laughs> and I remember going to Pierre's house. They always had the biggest freezer um, I don't know if it was in the garage or the boathouse. Filled, it, filled with takrata, cheese pies all oh, day, man. like to the brim, like pacha, uh, briehi. There you go. You're, uh, you're gonna pull out the name, your name drop something. Your uh, name dropping some stuff. I'm trying to, and uh, um, and then you know, obviously, uh, what I learned in the culture is that you don't really mess with the upstairs. Right. The upstairs yeah, remains exactly. nice and elegant. And then, is that true at your house, G or no? Um. 
No, not really. You don't have you don't have company upstairs. Oh no, yeah, no, not company. No. Yeah, no company. Yeah. It always goes yeah. downstairs yeah. to the casual section. You know? Right, right, right. Um, what, what's your favorite Chaldean food? I want to ask. Um, briahi. Biryani, huh? Bri- biryani, biryani. Yeah. Oh, biryani. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Delicious. It's um, I don't really mess with pacha. Me either. <laughs> me. Three. I've never had it. Me three. <laughs> me three. Never had it. No. Oh man, I'm not trying that. Yeah, it's Brianni, the, Brianni, yeah but people go crazy for it. But yeah, um, that's hilarious. So, okay, um, so one thing that we we also bond over is NFL football, which I already talked about, right? Yep. And um, I didn't even know your connection to football, but what I found out, it was really special, especially when we lived in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. So, um, tell everybody really a little bit about um, you know, your your parents and your your mom, and then your your uh, grandpa. Yeah, so um, my mom, uh, her grandfather, uh, or excuse me, her father, my grandfather, uh, late grandfather, was Chuck Knox, um, very successful NFL coach for 20, or head coach for a little over 20 years. Um, For a long time, he held, excuse me, I think it was eight, or the eighth most wins, and then within the last couple years, people have since passed him, but he's still in the top 15. Um, That's doggy. Only coach. Let's go. (laughs) <laughs> greatest of his time. He was one of the greatest of his time, for uh, sure. Only coach to take three different teams to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Only only coach to be coach of the year with different teams. So he was coach of the year with the L.A. Rams, coach of the year with the uh, Buffalo Bills, and the coach of the year with Seattle Seahawks. Um, and, uh, yeah, it was just, uh, you know, he was very successful, and, you know, it was, it was really cool to grow up um, in that type of, you know, household because my uncle was also a coach yeah no it was it was really cool to be around it and we had some nice experiences when we were Mm -hmm. growing up um i bring that up because we we've been lucky to make a couple trips um for football and one of the great trips that we went to was for we went to seattle yeah and uh that was a a great time awesome so uh because bennett's grandpa coached for the seahawks he's one of the i think was he the first coach because it was a new franchise in the what 70s yeah he took them they were they were trash yeah. And he took them to the playoffs yeah. like super unexpectedly. So, yeah, he was one of the first coaches for, for the franchise, right? Uh, the first, there had been a couple coaches before. They had started in the late 70s. He got there in 83. Okay, so, gotcha. Yeah. So, essentially, they, they, they love Chuck Knox yeah. in Seattle. For sure. Like, he basically, what happened was he had, he, him and the owner didn't mesh in uh, LA. So, after his five years were up, he didn't renew. He bounced. Right. Went to Buffalo. Had four years of success in Buffalo. But when his contract was up, he didn't necessarily get fired like in L.A. He bounced. He went to Seattle and had an amazing nine or ten year run and left peacefully. So like yeah. he's in their Ring of Honor, their Hall of Fame. Yeah, yeah. And that was awesome that you got to represent him that day. Yeah. Um. But I bring it up because to this day, like they still have very high reverence for Chuck Knox. Yes. And. When we went to Seattle, we reached out to one of Chuck's old, um, what would you call him, an apprentice or like a uh, basically an assistant of some sort. Yeah, and it's, he was in charge of uh, like game day stuff and travel. Yes, Gary Wright. Gary Wright. Gary Shout out Wright. to Gary Wright. Shout out to Gary Wright. So Gary Wright, we just we had reached out to him, and he kind of made it seem like, yeah, you know, I'll I'll do what I can for you. You yeah. know, kind of like you know, like a casual like whatever you want to do, we can do right. Yeah. And we didn't know this guy was plugged. Up, like oh plugged goodness. up. Well, the other thing too is that he was like, "Yeah, I'll give you guys a tour of the practice facility," and I was kind of like, 
practice facility. What, yeah, the, like, what, what you, the hell? Yeah, no, what are you talking about? I want to see the stadium. But I was like, you know what? Uh, something came up. We might not be able to make that. He's like, are you sure? And I'm like, yeah, thank you so much for the offer, though. So what are we going to do with the practice facility? So I was talking to my dad, and he's like, no, like, that's where it all goes down. Yeah, like, that's where they that's where they live. You need to to go there. And I was like, so I, I emailed him back. I'm like, yes, as a matter of fact, we changed schedule. Yeah. We're going to come meet it. And uh, this guy's key got into every <laughs> single so we room. So pu- we pull up we pull up to this practice facility, this NFL practice facility. right? With Jared with- Wolf, my brother-in-law. Shout out to Jared Wolf. What up, Jared? <laughs> uh, and we, we get there and like... We're talking about like high, high, high security. This is the NFL, okay? Mm-hmm. And this guy casually walks in, gives gives the security like one of these, and then in every single door, like like he lived there, like like it was his house. <laughs> Swear to God, like it was his house. Walking through this door, yeah, yeah, this is this, this and this. We're like, bro, this guy is plugged. Oh. He had a key to every single room. He even showed us where they keep the liquor for victory celebrations or parties. But what was funny, though, what was the one room? Like, he showed us all the coaches' rooms. We, like, like we literally, we would have met rooms. Pete Carroll, but he was on the phone. Pete yeah. waved to us. Yeah. We walked by Daryl Bevel, literally working in his office, like, just walked by him. Like, he, like, just, like, did, like, one of these, you know? But and there was one room we could not see. What was that room? Yeah. So <laughs> I always thought this was so interesting. So keep in mind, we had seen like literally the whole facility, equipment room, cigar room, locker room. We met a couple of uh, uh, players. We did yeah. this. And then we walked by the draft room. And then he's like, sorry. He's like, guys, I'm really sorry. I just can't take you into, into the draft room. And we're like, oh, <laughs> no way. Like, it's that serious. He's like, that's the one room I, I can't take you in right now. I'm like. <laughs> It's December first. Like yeah. draft isn't for a few months. He's like, no, I'm sorry. Yeah. That's literally I can't do it. I yeah. can't do it. That's <laughs> sus. <laughs> well, they have like their trade secrets in there, you know, like all everyone, oh, everyone okay. that they've been like scouting and and you know the guys they have their eye on. So Gary Wright, man, your 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 loyalty is strong, my brother. Yeah, it your was lo- it lo- was so cool. Yeah, we um we even got a chance to go into their meeting room and in their meeting room they had they literally have like it's like an auditorium like if you imagine like a, a college auditorium and they have a basketball hoop in there like in, in there took a couple shots yeah. you know um that was an amazing experience uh, to i'm forever thankful um to gary for doing that for yeah. us um and then we go to the game and <laughs> this is carson wentz's almost mvp season this is like he's having like a monster year he he ended up tearing his acl like the game or two after right um against i think the rams but this game he was in seattle on the road against russell wilson sunday night football and sunday night football and we knew we had to make an impact for the shout Seattle's. out to michelle Tafoya. yeah what up michelle <laughs> we knew we had to make an impact for for the uh for the seahawks to win and uh we have a we have still have a video on our phone of a a very uh memorable memorable moment (laughs) memorable moment um where jake elliott still the kicker for the eagles believe it or not still the kicker for the eagles he's he's warming up i'm not proud of this (laughs) with g here i'm not proud of this he's warming up and he goes hey elliott if you're here who's home screwing your wife and he didn't say screw. <laughs> and everyone around me loved it, but I'm not proud of that G. I apologize for that. Don't worry. We got the win, though. Go Seattle. We cashed in that day. Jimmy yep. Graham had a touchdown. It was a great, 
great, great game. And uh, Carson Wentz, another one of those quarterbacks, big, fast, strong. Yep. So I think you're right about that. Yep. But that was an amazing experience. Post-game, we get food and, like, I – I don't know if this is necessarily something that you've noticed over the years, but I have in our 20 About years of friendship. Yes, like <laughs> okay. you always get fucked over on food. And like you order the simplest things, yet it always <laughs> seems to mess up. Like I don't. Everyone knows that about me. Like, I don't understand. Like other people have picked up on that. Oh, yeah. It's it's like you're cursed or something. I like really your food am. orders always go wrong. <laughs> so we ordered some Italian cheap takeout. And we brought it back. And first, <laughs> oh my first the orders got it messed up. And you're just like, whatever, I'm I'm hungry. I'm gonna eat it. Second, you undo the pop. <laughs> and the pop must showered. have been shaken, just showered. showered all over you, all over the food. And I just felt so bad because mine was fine. And I <laughs> I was just like, bro, it's it's just your your bad luck. I know. I, when it food. comes to food, I, I still found a way to to eat my fair share. Uh, but, but man, I'm telling you, they're screwing us. Um, uh, One other funny, I don't know if you're about to get to it, but what, can you, I intrude? The, the, the last line? The, what, the morning? So um, <laughs> we the hotel room was fine. It was a Holiday Inn. But when Pierre had asked for something, I forget what it was. As soon as we got there, he's like, uh, you know, can I please have X, Y, and Z in my room? And they're like, absolutely, we'll bring that up. This is a Friday night. They never bring it up. Saturday... I, or no, excuse me, when we get into the room, there was still trash in the trash can, which isn't the worst thing in the world, but you don't want to see that. At it's your not hotel. professional. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm whatever. So Saturday, um, right before we go to the Seahawks, I dropped my phone and it wasn't necessarily under the bed, but it was like by it. So I reached down and there's like a, a, a hairbrush. It was just like gross, you know? Pierre's like, ah, no, man, this is unacceptable. We're going to have to address this. So then we go, and then the next day is the game, and then in the morning, I'm like, Pierre, like, what are we going to say? Like, this is on our way to the airport, like, as we're going down the elevator. And Pierre's like, B, I'm so tired. Like, I don't want to say anything. Like, let's just pay and get out. <laughs> and I'm like, we got to say something. We got to say something. Like, what should I say? Tell me what to say, you know? And you're like, B, please, bro. And then we get down, and you're like, all right, I'm going to say something. So Pierre goes up, and he just starts uh, schooling the manager, very professionally but sternly. And the guy like kind of is taken back by it. And he's like, are you in the business? And Pierre's like, I'm the regional so-and-so of three different things. And the guy's like, corporate? And Pierre's like, no, the franchise, but that's beside the point. Let's get back to it. I'm going to give you one opportunity to make me satisfied with my stay. And I'm biting my lip. I'm in the back. I'm trying so hard not to laugh because the guy was just stunned. And the guy like kind of freezes. He shakes a little bit. He's like, uh, half off? And Pierre was like, that would be fair. <laughs> we got we got half off on the trip. But what did I do? But what did I do though? I swear it wasn't even about the money. I told him I said, "Look, I would love, I would love the opportunity to write a glowing TripAdvisor review for you." Yeah, I would love to mention your name. All right, seem like a nice guy. Yep. Unfortunately, if my if my stay in my situation <laughs> remains the consistent with what it's been, right, I'm gonna have to do the opposite. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to give you one opportunity. I'm going to give you one opportunity to make me satisfied with my stay. And the guy was like, uh, half off? And Pierre's like, that would be fair. And then we just, that's, you know. That's a, fun, that's a fun one, man. That's a fun we one. We saved a lot of money on that. You know? We did. We did. We did. We did. Um, so the last kind of thing we'll touch on, unless there's anything else you want to talk about, was 
um, I was very honored um, that you had chosen me to be your best man. Yeah, of course. Um, so Bennett got married New Year's Eve of not 2022, but 2021, mm -hmm. right? And, um, you know, I was luckily his best man, and we were able to uh, uh, plan a, a trip up north. We did a little up north situation. And, oh, uh, let me interrupt. I got to. Go ahead. So the, uh, the wedding was supposed to be in December of 2020, but obviously COVID took off, and we had to push it back a year because we were doing it on New Year's Eve. Um, but I wasn't really going to have a bachelor party. I was just like, it's not really worth it. COVID's going crazy, whatever. And Pierre's like, no, like we're having a bachelor party. And Pierre planned like this absolutely, it wasn't anything crazy. It wasn't like Vegas or anything, but I really wanted to show all my non-Michigan buddies up North. Mm -hmm. I take a lot of pride and love for up North. Absolutely. And, uh, we got a super cool, it wasn't even a cabin. It was a massive house. It was brand new too. Um, what was hilarious is Pierre he part of like everyone's 500 that went into this trip for food, the, the boats that we ordered. Part of it was a basketball hoop <laughs> just for the two days or three days we were there. Literally. So Pierre put up a basketball hoop and I'm like, seriously, he's like, B, people are going to like it. Trust me. I know how to run a bachelor party. <laughs> so uh, he, he tells the like butler guy like who was there. He's like, are you going to set this up for me? And the guy's like, uh, I guess. Okay. So he set it up, whatever. And then, um, like the last night, it was only three three days and two nights. But this the last night, um, everyone's like, "Damn, dude! Like this has been a fucking great two days. Like this is a fucking fun bachelor party." I'm like, "Yeah, Pierre, dude, this is unbelievable." And Pierre's like, "B, am I the worst man or am I the best man?" He <laughs> <laughs> said it, man. Yeah, it was it was chilling. So. Yeah, that that one that one was funny, and then um, uh, the the uh, I know you always get a laugh at the two other ones, which is um, some people like mayo and the fresh oh, towels. Phil De, yeah, the, Phil, Phil DeVore. Shout out to Phil DeVore. He to this day never stops laughing if he said like <laughs> fresh mayo. That's like that one's kind of hard to explain because I wasn't there for that the one. Fresh, or the fresh, the oh the uh, some people like mayo. Or some people like mayo. Time? No, the, some people like mayo, but the fresh towels. Um, we were getting ready to, <laughs> we were getting ready to go on the boats, and uh, I was like, Pete, is there anything you need me to do before uh, we leave? And he's like, <laughs> and Pierre's like, I put the towels in the wash. Please go down and put them in the dryer. And I'm like, you wash the towels? And you're like, B. Everyone likes fresh towels. And I'm like, true, true. <laughs> and all my buddies were like, fuck, like, that's a great idea. Like, get the hey, towels. That's the know? hospitality. That's, that's, that's the, the hospitality. hospitality. I like my shit. Clean, crispy, ready to get out the shower. But nah, man, that was a great trip, man. I was honored, honored, and, and very lucky to have that opportunity mm -hmm. to, to plan that trip. And um, God willing, down the road, if your family is able to expand, we're having a baptism party. Erica, we're having a baptism party. All your guys' wives, we're having baptism parties, and I'm taking all the boys with me, so we're going to do it again. Um, <laughs> yeah, this will probably air. When will this air? Uh, Two weeks, a week and a half, two weeks. Okay, so yeah, it'll probably be on, I don't know if it'll be super public, but yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh are you are you making a... Well, this could be, I don't know, I don't really know when my wife wants to. It depends, because this could be edited out, potentially, uh, right? If we need... Whatever you want. Um, But yeah, if, Eric, if Erica's down, yeah, we're, Eric and I are having a baby, and obviously... Wow. Let's go! That's amazing. Obviously, uh, you know, I don't really know what the next steps would be baptism-wise, but if we do have one, obviously... If, if, you, if you choose to raise your child in the Catholic faith, and there is a godfather, and I have that honor... Well, even if we're not in the Catholic faith, um, you know, because Erica's not, we might do a non-denominational thing, but I would the role of Godfather, 
I would. I know how much pride the Chaldean people take in it. I'm the honorary Chaldean. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I feel like there'd be no other better role model. I love you, man. Pierre, I love you, Pierre Sean Bacall. I love you, brother. P- you or as Pat kid. Minolti would say, the prince. <laughs> That's my dog, man. Patty, man. You're going to be on this couch soon, too. We're going to climb. Um, nah, man. I'm honored, man. And, and, you know, boy or girl, you know, they're, they're, they're going to they're gonna get, you know, all the, all the love that I got and um, badass gifts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> badass <laughs> gifts. Um, any other stories or anything else you want to talk about uh, before we get um, off the air tonight? Not off the top of my head. It's just been an honor and a pleasure. I'm so happy for you. I know this has been something, you know, Anything media related, like growing up, obviously you thought about going to California and you did. You got to live that experience. When we were growing up, podcasts weren't a thing, you know? No, they were Even in college, the only person I knew that had a podcast was Bill Burr, and it was just put up on YouTube. There was no video or nothing, and now podcasts are kind of the thing. Right. And uh, Everybody and their mom cool has what, on, you know? What you and G have done, I mean, this is incredible. Thank you, um, bro. It's going to be uh, – I'm so excited to see – what happens from here you know thank you bro thank you bro we're, we're we're blessed to have amazing people like you and everyone supporting right now um because you know it, it's this is where it starts obviously you want to be uh, uh you know regional national global but it starts local you yep. know and and to have our people and everyone support us man it means the world bro love you man love um, you too. thank you for coming through it won't be the last time i'm sure we'll Sure, I'll have you on for some some sports related content, and uh, you know, as as we get into the the NFL season here, and maybe even the NBA playoffs, I'm sure we'll have a lot to talk about. Hundred so. percent. Talk about how good LeBron is. Hey, <laughs> I, hey, for the record, I really do think the Lakers are making a run this year. Like I, I they're heating up. What about Austin Reeves? He's a you know he's got a signature shoe coming out. I saw that dude, bro. Gnarly country mama baby. Crazy. Do you like Austin Reeves? Uh, he's all right. He's pretty good. Okay. Did you play basketball? Yeah, I did. Okay. Yeah. Where'd you go to high school? I went to Marion. Oh, okay. Yeah. She's got skills, bro. No way. Yeah, she's yeah. got skills. She's been not gonna lie, man. I'm. I did beat her in bowling, but she's been beating me in almost everything else. But we got some. We got some <laughs> stuff. We got some stuff planned. So heck yeah. I have to ask you before you leave. Who do you think is gonna win the the championship this year? In NBA. Ba- NBA championship. Oof. Um, man, that's a good question. Um, I haven't been paying. I'm a little embarrassed. I haven't paid too much attention lately. Other LeBron's than, not in it. Bennett doesn't watch it. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I I love Draymond Green. Me too. He, Actually, he's kind of he's controversial, but oh yeah. So he was uh, a year older than Pierre and I, and he was Mr. Basketball when we were juniors in high school. Like I knew about Draymond in high school, and to see like what he's become. Like obviously he was a good player. He went. He was going to Michigan State. Yeah. A lot of he's from Saginaw. A lot of people from Flint and Saginaw, they go to Michigan State. Um, but just to see what he's become, I mean, he's a Hall of Fame player. He, oh, yeah. Um, the the defense and stuff. He is controversial, but in a in a fun way, you know. Um, yeah. He's, he just he's, plays hard. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm surprised big, you like him, to be honest, just because – I'm serious. I am surprised you like him because he, he is he's one of those I like players. The Warriors. You know me. Yeah, I know. Oh, you are a Warriors fan. Yeah, I mean they're not my first choice, but I I do really like the Warriors for sure. Yeah. My thing is is like I think so for so many people, Draymond is one of those guys where like if he's on your team, like you absolutely love him. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you don't care for him. Yeah, you know. And I, for me personally, and I and I 
as a Michigan State Spartan, I love what Draymond Green represents. But even myself, I feel that way sometimes, where it's like, bro, it's not likable. It's not, it's not, it's sometimes it's annoying. But as a basketball player and someone who's not super skilled myself and just knows that I impact winning the same similar ways that he does, passing the ball, making the dirty plays, um, setting tough screens, you have to respect yeah. the winning. You have to respect. Oh, he's he's incredible. Anyone who's anyone who says he's not, I don't want to say it disrespectfully, but you really don't understand the game of basketball. No, he's yeah. so good. Yeah. Um, just someone who like he defines knowing your role, and he excels at that. Right. You know? No, for sure. Well, um, I think that's a good good spot, man. I love you, brother. Thank you for coming by um, at the Goat Pot. Yes, sir. Yeah. Uh, we'll see Bennett uh, early and often, you know, in this upcoming year. So, uh, uh, congratulations again, man. I wish you and Erica the the most beautiful um, uh, uh, parenting experience that uh, that's out there. So. Yeah, congratulations. Thank that's you. Exciting. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Thanks again that. for coming by. Wolzea, <laughs> give him a Wolzea. Wolzea. <laughs>